This is Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Tuned with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Uh, we have a special guest host with us today, Miss Jennifer Giese. Jennifer has been in the insurance industry for over 20 years, so we're actually very, very glad to have her with us today. Um, if at any time you have any questions, um, please feel free to give us a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us on our website, www.wellingtonadams.com. Today, the title of the show is HSAs, Health Savings Accounts, A Tax-Efficient Way to Save and Pay for Health Expenses. You know, a lot of Americans are just a few paychecks away from bankruptcy. Um, Survey after survey after survey shows that we don't really have any kind of emergency fund to tap into when we're faced with unexpected bills for a service that we need to purchase or maybe we need medical care or even an auto repair or appliance replacements. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about um, health savings accounts and how they can be beneficial to someone trying to plan for medical expenses down the road. At this point, I'd like to welcome to our show our infamous co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. How are you doing, Tony? (laughs) Well, Baron, I'm doing great. Uh, And uh, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, infamous. Um, But first, I'm excited about our special guest, Jen. And you said, though, uh, something you said there intrigues me because you said she's been in the the insurance industry for 20 years. You must have started, Jen, when you were, what, two years old? (laughs) Close to it, Tony. You don't look a day over 25. Mm -hmm. I mean, right? That's right. We're going to call Jen our CYA expert today. That's in, in Cover Our Behind, since she's the expert in the industry. And obviously, we'll be navigating some rather intriguing but uh, difficult, complicated topics as we talk about the benefits and the uh, aspects of the tax savings. All right. But I'll point well, out hey, that- to the listeners that Jen specializes in small business, medium-sized business, group plans, and uh, consulting on large business plans, but she doesn't do a whole lot of individual work. So keep that in mind. Awesome. Awesome. But uh, but it sounds like she's going to know a lot about uh, uh, medical insurance and things like that uh, and HSAs, which is what we're talking about today. But before we get into that, uh, Simon, how have you been? What's going on in your world? I'm doing good, buddy. Looking forward to a nice weekend here and... Uh, Enjoying a fun topic with our co-hosts, our multiple, our four, our four-man team, our three-man, one-woman team today. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, the four of us are going to have a good time. Now, to get us started, I have a question, um, uh, and maybe, Baron, you can answer this. Uh, can anybody open an HSA account? Uh, are there certain eligibility requirements? 
Well, sure, Tony. I'm doing really well also. Thanks for asking. Um. <laughs> well, we kind of we kind of got the vibe early. I mean, I know Jen's here and it just kind of, you know, kind of flushes you a little bit. But, hey, I had a good week, too, about it. Um, all right. So, anyways, <laughs> in all seriousness. Um, yeah, actually, pretty much anyone can open up uh, an HSA. Uh, health savings account is kind of like a personal savings account. But the money has to be used for health care expenses only. Um, the account can be set up with you as the sole beneficiary or for you and your spouse or even other dependents. HSAs allow people enrolled in a high deductible health plan to pay for current health care expenses and save for future expenses on a tax favored basis. So one of the prerequisites is that you must have a high deductible health plan before you can sign up for an HSA. Once you have that high deductible health plan, you can then contact your health insurance company for details on setting up uh, the HSA through either its recommended bank, or you can select the financial institution on your own, or very commonly through your employer's human resources department. Um, while these plans have high deductibles, monthly premiums are typically much less than for plans with lower deductibles, which makes them very appealing to people that are trying to minimize upfront costs associated with healthcare. So according to federal guidelines, you can open and contribute to an HSA if you're covered under a high deductible health plan on the first day of the month, you're not covered by any other non-health, uh, excuse me, high deductible health plan. Uh, there are a couple of exceptions for certain plans with limited coverage, such as uh, dental, vision, hearing plans, uh, disability plans. Um, you also cannot be enrolled in Medicare and you cannot be claimed as a dependent on someone else's tax return. The IRS sets guidelines for HSAs and high deductible health plans every year based on both individual and family coverage. So for uh, 2018, even though we're right at the end of it, as well as then for 2019, all high deductible health plans must have a minimum deductible of 1350 bucks for individuals and 2700 bucks for families. The out-of-pocket maximum, which includes deductibles, co-payments, co-insurance, but not premiums, rose in 2019 from uh, this year. The numbers for 2018 for the out-of-pocket maximum is 6650 if you're by yourself or 13300 for a family, but in 2019 it's bumped up 50 bucks to 6750 for individuals and actually 200 bucks for a family 13500. Hey Baron, I'm going to chime in there just so you know that when you're looking at a high deductible plan, it has to be a qualified high deductible plan. Right. So a lot of people already have high deductibles to $3,000, but if they have office visits or prescription copays before that deductible, it's not a qualified plan. So when you're looking at your plans, you do have to make sure it's a qualified high deductible plan, not just a high deductible. So okay, if great. there's copays before the deductible, it probably doesn't qualify to open up that HSA account with it. Okay, great. Thanks. That's why we have the expert here today to slap my wrist when I'm wrong. <laughs> well, not wrong, just that I left out that very important qualified yes, yes. high deductible plan. Everybody's calling their employer right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, so what are some of the pros to HSAs? I mean, why do I want one? Well, Tony, I think one of the most obvious one is the tax benefit as we talk about, uh, using them 
you know, you get to deduct that as off of your taxable income, whether or not you uh, itemize. So the contributions that you're making to your HSA plans aren't taxable income. Also, the growth on them moving forward is tax-free. And then, so that means when you get to draw that money out for those qualified expenses down the road, and they have to be qualified expenses that meet the rules, um, you know, that's not taxable income to you. And you've got some good contribution limits. You know, this year, the contribution limits for an individual is 3450 for a family, 6900 and it goes up 50 bucks and 100 bucks uh, next year for 2019. One of the other benefits is that the rollover feature with the HSA. So you can continually adding to that um, HSA account so that in future years, you're not left with your out of pocket's going to keep increasing. But the more you roll over from year to year, the less you'll be impacted by your out of pocket costs increasing every year. Wow. So it really can make a difference and a big impact. It, it's helpful to know these things, but uh, it, it can get confusing too. For a lot of our listeners, I'm sure they have a lot of questions about, you know, is this the best thing for their particular situation? And I know you're there and available to answer these questions, all three of you. So that's fantastic. Now, uh, we do have to take a quick break here. Is there anything else you want to add before the break? Well, Tony, as always, we just want to mention to the listeners that they're welcome to reach out to us online at wellingtonadams.com or give us a call 855-793-2409. Today's topics are going to be a little bit different than some of the traditional financial planning ones, but obviously if you're using an HSA and kind of adding to that, and as Jennifer pointed out, rolling those contributions forwards for some future tax benefits and tax planning, it's something that you want to incorporate into your financial retirement planning. So go ahead, give us a call. Also, if you're a small business, medium business owner, a large business owner uh, looking for some consulting on your plan, you can reach out to Jen at centralpenbenefits.com or via the phone 717-718-5687. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and we've got a full house today. We've got Baron, Simon, and Jen, and we're talking about HSAs and how they are a tax-efficient way to save and pay for health expenses. Now, uh, Baron, are there any other pros that you want to talk about uh, of using an HSA? Well, I want to just touch base a little bit about some tax savings. Um, Jen just mentioned a little bit of it before. I'm going to give kind of a specific example HSA contributions through an employer's cafeteria plan aren't really typically subject to federal income or payroll taxes or to state income taxes for that matter, unless you happen to live in Alabama, California, or New Jersey. (laughs) But in contrast, contributions to Roth 401ks and Roth IRA plans are subject to income and payroll taxes. Contributions to traditional 401k and IRA plans aren't subject to the federal or state income taxes, but they are subject to FICA payroll taxes. So in this particular example, let's say you deducted 3,000 annually um, for, you know, from your pay to fund each of these accounts. 
your contribution to the Roth 401k would be, we'll say $2,100 if we assume 30% combined federal and state income taxes as well as FICA taxes. To the traditional 401k plan, it would be $2,770 and 50 cents to be exact. And the HSA would be $3,000. So if we repeat the same contribution for 30 years at a 6% annual growth, the balances in the Roth 401k would grow to 166,000. In the traditional 401k plan would grow to 219,000. And in the HSA, it would grow to 237,000. At that point, both the Roth 401k plan and the HSA will allow tax-free distributions for qualified expenses. The HSA balance is $71,000 higher though. So now let's take a look at how this could affect spending in retirement. So in a, with the Roth 401k plan distributions, as I said before, they're tax-free regardless of the items purchased. Someone with 10,000 in annual medical expenses in retirement has a sufficient balance to cover about 16 and a half years of expenses. Um, and again, that's assuming that we're not gonna account for any growth just for simplicity purposes. The traditional 401k plan owner has to withdraw 12,500 annually at a 20% marginal income tax rate to make taxable distributions to pay that 10,000 in annual uh, medical expenses. So her balance is gonna last about 17 and a half years. The HSA owner, like his Roth 401k, pays no income taxes when he withdraws funds for qualified expenses like the Medicare premiums, um, cost sharing, dental vision expenses not covered by Medicare, things of that nature. His balance lasts about 23 and three quarters years. So, you know, in, in my opinion, and as well as many others, that's really a, a, an advantage down the road if you're trying to plan to save for future medical expenses in a tax efficient way. Sure. So uh, now I've heard about flexible savings plans as well, FSAs. Uh, what are the differences between an HSA and an FSA? Well, Tony, I think the major one that I'm aware of is what Jen touched on earlier. With the health savings account, you can contribute. And what you contribute, if you don't use, you can roll that forward. However, with the FSAs, you have to use those benefits within that current year. But I'll defer to Jen for some other differences between the two. Another difference is with the FSA, you have to determine at the beginning of the year how much you're going to spend in healthcare expenses. With the HSAs, you can change that throughout the year whenever you feel like it. So, you know, if you want to start out high and then you're not spending as much, you can change it. And again, if you don't use it, it rolls over to the next year where the FSA, if you go too high and don't spend it, you're going to lose that money. So there's definitely a lot of advantages with the HSAs over the FSAs. Also, with the HSAs, the employer can fund money into the HSA as well, where the FSA is just employee funded. So if your company can provide some additional money into your HSA account as well as you, then it's an ad additional benefit to you as the employee. Yeah, and all that growth also is accounted for later on down the road, which you're not getting with the AFH, uh, FSAs. I think that's really, that's a, that's a good distinction. And it gets confusing once again, because a lot of people don't understand these differences between a flex savings plan and the health savings plan. Um, now, this is a great discussion. Is there anything else we should know? Uh, is there a reason we wouldn't want an HSA and we'd want an FSA or vice versa? 
Um, one of the cons to the uh, HSAs is that with the plan that you have, obviously with a high deductible plan, you have a lot of upfront expenses because you have to meet your deductible first before anything is paid. So if you have a high costing drug that's a couple thousand dollars and your deductible is two or three thousand dollars, you're going to be out that money right up front. So it does take some planning as far as with the HSAs to make sure that you understand, you know, that you have that high deductible and you have to meet that first. Um, but it does, like I said, at the end of the day, if you look at it over long term, it's definitely a benefit over the other types of plans that are out there. Sure. And that makes sense. But but I can't utilize an HSA and, and get away from paying monthly premiums. I still have to pay monthly premiums. Yes, you still have to pay the monthly premiums. The only premiums you can use your HSA account for is for COBRA premiums or Medicare Part A or Part B premiums or long-term care premiums. Those are the only premiums you can pay out of your HSA account. All right. Well, that makes perfect sense. Now, we're almost out of time for this segment. We have to take a quick break here. Is there anything any of you want to add before the break? Well, Tony, once again, we just want to mention to the listeners, if they want to reach out to us, Online, they can go to wellingtonadams.com or via the phone, toll-free, 855-793-2409. As we're talking about the HSAs and the retirement or health insurance uh, plans here today, a lot of it comes down to planning and your tax planning and the advantages of how to fund them, how much to fund them. So sit down, take some time to outline a, a goal, a plan, fit this into that particular situation. Uh, if you want to reach out to Jen, if you're a small, medium-sized business owner or a large business owner looking for some consulting on your plan, uh, reach her at centralpenbenefits.com or 717-718-5687. When it comes to investing, it's helpful to have a financial professional on your side, one to help you organize your assets and gain an understanding of the pros and cons of any financial decision. At Wellington Adams Investment Advisory, we work with you to help you attain your goals and provide advice to help minimize the hazards you may face. Give our office a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us online at wellingtonadams.com. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with Baron, Simon, and Jen talking about HSAs and uh, some saving and paying for health expenses. Now, you mentioned this, uh, it was alluded to, Jen talked a little bit about this, but there are some cons to HSAs, aren't there, Simon? Yeah, I think a couple of the big ones are being aware that there's penalties if you don't use them for qualifying expenses. You know, if you're starting to fund that and you haven't set aside money already for your own emergency fund or you come into a difficult situation and that's the money that's available to you, if you start to withdraw that before age 65 and you don't use it for qualified expenses, it's going to count as taxable income, number one. And then number two, there's a 20% penalty that's applied. That's 20%, which is pretty significant, wow. obviously. That's huge. If you're over age 65, they're going to wipe away that 20% penalty, but those distributions are still going to count as taxable income. So you lose all the tax benefits and all the planning there. So you want to make sure that you're properly incorporating that into your retirement plans and that you're able to use those properly, uh, that you're aware of what constitutes qualified expenses and things like that. Um, another big one is the uh, record keeping, you know, keeping track of what you're using those for and blah, blah, blah. You know, some people are better than others at that. I guarantee yeah. you, if you sat Baron and I down, he's got a lot more receipts 
kept in a lot more notes required than uh, I do. Mine are in a big bag somewhere, and his are outlined neatly in a Rolodex, probably. And then lastly, you know, always be aware of the fees. You know, sometimes the plans have fees for distributions, a monthly fee, things like that. Some of them might be rather nominal, um, but make sure that you're aware of those. Well, that sounds great, Simon. Uh, Jen, what are your thoughts on this? Um, just wanted to touch base on the the receipts. That's one thing with the HSA. Of, uh, it can be a little bit of a burden. I know Simon talked about like his receipts are in a big bag, but I will tell you that the IRS has been auditing the HSA accounts. So if you do have those HSA accounts, they are coming back. And I know I was audited a couple years ago and they look back and they're like, hey, you spent, you know, so much money. We need to see all your receipts for that tax year or you're going to get that 20 percent penalty taxes, income plus interest because, you know, of course, they always do it a couple years later. So, you know, luckily I had all my receipts that I saved with my tax return and I sent it and it was fine. But they are auditing those pretty frequently now, not your whole tax return, just that piece of it. Um, so it is very important that if you have this type of account and you are spending money out of it and using that account that you keep those receipts because you could be audited down the road by the IRS. So it's not the bank's responsibility wherever you have the HSA account. It's not the carrier's responsibility of whoever you have that qualified plan with. It is your responsibility as a taxpayer to make sure that you have all those receipts. All right. Well, that's great advice right there. Thanks, Jen. And Baron, you mentioned to me before the show that there are some tax-free HSA distributions that may surprise people. Tell us what those are. Yeah, I'll just touch base on a few of them. Um, they're actually, we'll talk about seven of them that may surprise people. Um, qualified medical expenses mean more than just doctor bills. You can take a tax-free distribution from your HSA to pay not only just medical expenses like doctor and hospital bills, but also medical supplies, um, prescriptions, co-payments, uh, dental care, vision services, actually even chiropractic uh, services. So a lot of people don't know that those can be utilized um, through your HSA. You can take tax-free distributions from your HSA to pay for your spouse's or your child's medical expenses, even if they're not covered by your high deductible health insurance plan. Um, you can also take a tax and penalty free distribution from your HSA to pay for medical expenses in a previous year, um, as long as those expenses were incurred after you established the HSA. I mean, you had to have it in, in force first. Um, that means that you don't have to make an HSA withdrawal every time you have a medical expense. You can pay for that expense from your pocket and let your account grow or decide to reimburse your account in a later tax year. Um, another little surprise, even if you no longer have a high deductible health plan and you're no longer contributing to your HSA, you can still keep the HSA and continue to take those tax-free distributions from your HSA to pay for your qualified medical expenses for you, your um, spouse, as well as your dependents. You, another surprise is you cannot contribute to an HSA once you're enrolled in Medicare. Jennifer touched base on that just very briefly a little bit before. However, you can keep your existing HSA and you can still take tax-free distributions um, for, a quali for qualified medical expenses. When you reach age 65, you actually gain some new benefits with your HSA. Generally, insurance premiums are not considered qualified medical expenses 
However, after age 65 and enrollment in Medicare, certain uh, insurance premiums can be paid tax-free with your HSA distributions. Um, the last benefit that I wanted to surprise, the last benefit surprise that I wanted to touch base on was that your, uh, if your HSA beneficiary is your spouse, after your death, he or she can still maintain that HSA in his or her own name and can continue to access the funds. Uh, distributions for qualified medical expenses will be tax-free just as if they had been, you know, made to you. So that's a definite, I was a little surprised by that. It's a little benefit of the HSAs. My wife has uh, an HSA through her company that I plan on utilizing. So we're actually, you know, putting it together for both of us. So either one of us will be able to use those uh, funds for expenses. I'm trying to save as much as I possibly can and use them for later on in retirement to help fund any healthcare costs. As we all know, healthcare costs are rising. So down the road, if I pass first, which most likely will happen, I'm uh, eight years older than her and she's much better looking. So usually, you know, the ugly <laughs> ones go first. <laughs> so she'll be able to still utilize that for herself as well, which is pretty cool. You know, just want to touch base on, on the bottom line. Um, and well, first, Jen, did you want to add anything else? Yeah, before? I just wanted to clarify, just keep in mind, there's a lot of confusion when you're using your HSA for those other expenses, dental, vision, or for your dependents. I mean, that's a great tax benefit. However, just keep in mind that doesn't go towards your medical deductible under your medical plan. So a lot of times people think, oh, I'm going to use that $500 for a dental bill. That's great. I mean, you get the 20 to 30% tax savings, but that $500 does not go towards your medical deductible. So your medical plan and your HSA account are separate. They do not talk to each other. You have to have one to have the other, but they don't coordinate and they don't talk to each other. So just keep that in mind when you're using that HSA for other expenses. It doesn't mean that it necessarily goes towards your medical slash drug deductible under your plan. Thanks, Jen. Wow. So obviously there's a lot to know here. And we're almost out of time for the show, though. Our listeners probably have questions. Uh, do you have anything else to offer them? And how do we get a hold of you? Well, Tony, first, I just wanted to say the bottom line is, you know, an HSA can really be a great choice for people who want, you know, to limit their upfront health care costs while saving for future expenses. They go hand in hand with high deductible health plans. So monthly premiums are generally significantly less than if you had a low deductible health plan. Um, in addition, the favorable tax treatment means that you may owe less in taxes on your income tax return. So that being said, HSAs aren't ideal for everyone. But assuming you might need uh, extra money for medical or long-term care bills, using your HSA as a savings cushion could be really one of the smartest tax-free moves that you can make. I'd also just like to point out that if anybody has any questions about the show, please feel free to contact us at... 855-793-2409 or visit us on our website, wellingtonadams.com. And also, if you're a small, uh, medium, or large business owner, um, have any questions about putting together a plan for your company, please feel free to contact Jen at Central Pen Benefits, and her number is 717-718-5687. All right, that sounds great. Great show today. That does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald or Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.